Alright, so we are about to tune in. Thank you guys for tuning in, selecting to tune in to Social Spotlight, where you're in the right place and you're inspired to be empowered. And I am your host, Crystal Boyd. What a pleasure it is to be here today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm happy because one, I get to do this and I love what I do. And then two, we have an amazing topic up, which is Virtuous Woman. And who do we have here? We have author and educator, <laughs> mother, like sister, daughter, and a whole lot of other titles that <laughs> really, really nails. Okay. I'll let her introduce herself, but uh, that's all I can say. You know, I can say more. Thank you so much, Crystal. Um, it's a pleasure to be here, to have this opportunity. Um, I thank you for this opportunity. And I most importantly thank God for allowing me to open my mouth up and share this gift that he put on the inside of me with the world um, to be able to do this. Um, I am an educator, I'm currently a dean at a college, um, but my title most importantly is I am a disciple of Christ. That's what I'm meant to do. And so wherever I'm needed, wherever I'm meant to serve, um, I really enjoy doing work for, for God because it is the ultimate reward and it comes in places like this. So I'm very, very, very thankful for this opportunity today. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm grateful that you're here. I am really, I really am. And so I'll introduce her. Her name is Gabrielle Blum. Am I Blum, right? yes, yes. All right, all right. I nailed that. I was like, okay, that's a little different, but I think the age is a little silent. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And you recently published your book, Enough is Enough. I love the title already. Can you tell us a little bit about the book as well as what was your inspiration in writing the book? So um, enough, it's enough to be enough um, because I feel like at times when I was going through the transition to get to this level in my life, there was this whole thing with who I was. Um, the journey to get here started um, a little bit ago in 2006, 2007, when I had relocated from Tennessee to Wisconsin. And um, I was in search of finishing school. And it was that whole rat race of finish school. And then you become this and you buy a house. And then once you do that, then you're successful and you're happy. And then you open a business and then you're happy. It was this always chasing uh, when I get to. And what happened with that is I didn't know who I was after a while. I became the titles of whatever society had placed on me. So if I was in business, which I owned an insurance business for 10 years, um, I was an insurance agent. So I thought I was a public figure and I had to be this and I had to do that and I had to dress like this and I had to go to this place and hang with these people. And it just became overwhelming to the point that I slipped into a very dark piece in my life where I was drinking every day, every day, um, did not know who I was. And um, I started to get into a point where I didn't know what I could be. So um, long story short, fast forward, business, let the business go. I completely went into a dark depression and did not know exactly why I was alive, what I was alive for. 
and to the point where suicide looked really nice. It looked really nice. And this is kind of dark and gruesome, but this is the reality of identity. And when you attach yourself to people, places, and things that really, truly are not what you're supposed to be doing, it's not the work that God has for you. It's something that you do to make an income to get by. And it sounds so elementary, but I fell into that. And so I decided to pick up the Bible and try to save myself and figure out what are God's promises for me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to lie. There was times I was drinking and reading the Bible. And <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do it in moderation. That's when I was weaning off. <laughs> and so after doing that over and over and over and over again and, and um, kind of putting God's spirit back inside of me, it started to manifest in conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had closed my business, went on a sabbatical, and um, my husband noticed that I wasn't myself, which in turn, your topic today is, is a virtuous woman. Yeah. right and in order for a man to be who he needs to be his woman needs to be who she needs to be okay so I was breaking my husband down I was breaking my baby down and um it got to a point where when I was praying and, and speaking over myself and doing all these things it got to the point where God went straight to him and said we have to move we have to move we can't stay here anymore you don't know who you are and we, he said, I don't know where we're going to move. When I get off work, I'm going to let you know. And then that's when he came home and he said, we're moving to Tampa. We're, we're getting out of here. We started preparing for that. Everything that you can think of that went wrong, went wrong. Uh, we went through a series of losing homes, bankruptcy, um, lawsuits from the business closing and people's contracts going bad. It was just a complete dark period. But the only thing I had to hold on to was God's promises of my identity. And so, and that promise was, yes, you are somebody and yes, you can heal. And that was me listening to my husband, who's the head of this house. So when we moved, I started to heal even more, um, putting the alcohol down. Um, tequila was my vice. So I put that thing down. Um, and I started to realize that I could do life without any substances. Mm -hmm. So I found a church and I started to hear them talk about identity, mm -hmm. identity, who you are in Christ and who I was in Christ didn't res resonate to who I was in the world. Mm -hmm. That was two completely different things. It was like, what? I'm strong. I'm beautiful. I'm not evil. What do you mean? I'm, I'm prosperous. How do you, what do you mean? I'm going to help me. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that these were God's promises for me and that I have hands and feet that can mold and make things and create things and that mm -hmm. I am an incubator. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea any of that existed on the inside of me. Mm -hmm. But when I started to pull it out, I started to see my husband heal. He was able to get different jobs. He was able to rebound his income. We were able to look past all the darkness and girl stuff started happening. And I realized identity was very closely related to addiction. Mm -hmm. Identity was the killer of my soul mm -hmm. because who I am in the world was not who I was in Christ. So I thought to myself, 
that's enough. <laughs> so I'm enough to be enough because I have everything on the inside of me. And that's where the book came from. And I started to study myself and my series of addictions. And I started to interview different people who were at addicts. And I would hear the same story from, it didn't matter whether it was alcohol, crack, weed, it didn't matter. It, it was sex, money, lust, all those things. The root of the issue was they did not know who they were in God. And so I started doing talks on it and, and, and it's definitely healed some people. And I'm just thankful that he made me go through that to get here. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm actually so speechless. <laughs> but speechless in a good way because you exude all of this amazing energy that is very, in a sense, godliness. You can tell a lot of virtue in what you're talking about. I mean, what you experience in that character that God helped to come out more because it was already in you. And yeah, you are enough to be enough, you know, through Christ, that is the case. And I can just go on and on about it. Like I'm trying to gather my thoughts because you just have such a powerful testimony um, of being an overcomer, an achiever, victorious. And then it's just something that happens when we get that Bible and that, and it sheds so much light that we can't help, but if we allow it, if we allow ourselves, we can't help but to go forth and let God finish his work and complete that. And <laughs> that's, that's, that's amazing. Your book definitely is an interesting title. And I, I, I have ordered my copy. And just for the listeners, you guys have to order because I'm already on edge. Like, I know this is going to be good and, and be something useful and beneficial. I, I mean, I just hear all the information that she's sharing with us as far as experience and, and everything. So I know that this book has to be an interesting read that, that can go well with us. What would you say, how can a woman rise up to have this attitude of enough to be enough? Like, what would you say to a woman or even anybody, you know? Anybody. <laughs> what attitude would they have to take on in being enough to be enough? To be enough, for yourself means to love exactly who you are and loving exactly the journey that you have been through and the journey that you intend to go on. Um, it means reaching back to pull forward. And a lot of times we're ashamed of our past. We don't see how it fits into our narrative, but really many of those things, God uses those as building blocks because if we want to truly be enough, we have to be honest and we have to let go of the guilt and the shame that holds us back from God's promises. Because in the days where Jesus was walking and, and working with people, many of those people who God put things we read today from the Bible, those people were broken. And you as a worldly person would say, no, I will never use that person to do anything for me. But God said yes to those people because God loved relationship. And yeah. so you have to have a relationship of love with yourself and love is God and God is love. So if you want to be enough, you just have to do that work. Mm -hmm. And I think that work can be complicated if you allow it. But if you just let go, sometimes there's beauty and just be like, you know what? I'm done. 
No, I let go. God, you take the wheel. I'm, I'm out. I learned to like almost just like watch my life, but also be constantly involved, but not so much front seat action. You know, um, letting God steer this. You, you take the wheel wherever you're trying to lead us. Proverbs chapter three verses five through six. Lean not on our own, on her own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge Him, and He'll make our paths straight. So that's what I identify when I say that is just letting God take that lead. You know, um, I may try to drive every once in a while. <laughs> we know who the best driver is, guys. Like, <laughs> but those are definitely the way um, that attitude puts you in a position to be enough. I think that loving yourself and knowing God is love is also a contribution to making that happen. Like, cause, I mean, I just think that just God is love and that's how it gets you towards the light, you know? So in essence, you know, I'm, I'm definitely supportive of that attitude of how you become enough. So Proverbs 31 is well associated with virtuous women. Everybody knows that. Was this an inspiration during your life at any time? And if so, why? Yes, in fact, yes, um, because a lot of times I love history, and yeah. so because I break the Bible apart uh, during those times that I was healing, I would break the Bible down and under, want to understand. Okay, where were uh, where where were the women during this time of the Proverbs thirty one woman that we use today? What yeah. what lifestyle did they live? Yeah, and a lot of them lived a life where men felt like they were nothing. Um, they were told they were evil because they had eaten the apple and, you know, they had all these, you know, guilt, shame, you're nothing but a mother and you just raise the kids and stay at the house. Right. Yeah. And so when I read it, I was like, God didn't say none of that to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, these women were preaching to their sons to raise up a different breed of, of man in this world, which, which worked. They were teaching them how to treat a woman by showing them and talking to them about how strong they were. And they were working on their, their fitness and they were working on the things that they could make and sell in the market. And they were working on um, all of these talents that they had at their hand, but they kept a culture of knowing that they were enough mm -hmm. because God told them. So they chased after God over their own husband mm -hmm. because they knew they went to the father they would get exactly the reward, whether it came to their husband or themselves or their family. Mm -hmm. And a virtuous woman is strong in her mind when she doesn't have to flaunt it. She is enough to be enough because she knows what she knows who her daddy is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's it too much out there. There's in, in social media world, I do think that is so important to. Um, emphasize virtuous women because I think we're getting truthfully away from admiring women of virtue when we see so much of the opposite really being glorified you know and, and you know I believe that <laughs> we we should have we're enough to be conservative and everything else you know but goodness gracious when I say I don't see a lot of virtue out there I hope that it becomes more popular but um yeah, um, I just have to add that social media aspect in there. It's a big deal. It's a it big is. deal, you know, and it's it's too bad that it takes us to go through a dark period sometimes, many of us, 
go through that to find Christ and to find his promises. Um, a lot of women I've met, some of them have been fortunate. I'm like jealous. Like, dang, you never went through nothing? <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that too. We were like, not one thing. <laughs> not one, nothing. The Just, biggest challenge you got is picking out your nail polish. Um, that's odd, you know? <laughs> but, but yeah, that's true. But I know for myself and I'll just brief briefly short on this um is when I realized about getting to God I was at the bottom and I was tired of my decisions I felt like every decision Crystal made was garbage you know up until this point and that was probably about 2015. I got sick of me real fast real quick <laughs> you know Crystal I'm sick of your stuff you need to get some stuff <laughs> And that's what I started reading for myself. You know, it took me like two weeks to get through the New Testament and everything. But it's something about when you're empty of yourself, God can fill you up. Oh yes. Oh yes. Gosh. And that was my beginning of my messages. And, you know, thank God eventually led into becoming a messenger. You know, wow. emptying out and being rid of myself and recognizing, hey, I'm nothing. Let me go to my father <laughs> and learn more about me, get, get some direction, understand what real love is, and hopefully go forth and be great. You know, it's, it's, it's just breathtaking. I, it is. It's refreshing. It is. It is. And, you know, having that relationship with God, and you said something earlier, it's just like when you um, focus on God, it, it seemed like more things started happening in your home and even better for your husband because you were working on you. And I do believe that um, in order to have a successful marriage from outside looking in, but what I think would be a serious component is a woman's capability of being able to be a good helpmate. Yeah. Some of that is being at your best and being able to hear from God. You know, because that's going to affect your ability to be there for your partner, your spouse, your husband, right? That's true. That's true. And if if I'm not a help to him, because that's all I was built for was to be a helper, yeah. right? Helper sounds so little. We make it seem like, oh, you're just, you know, aw. No, no, we are the whole incubator. Mm -hmm. God said we are the incubator of everything. We can reproduce anything we touch as a woman. We gonna make it better. It ain't gonna be the same as when you get, when you got it. It was a shirt. When you get it back, it's a whole retail store. <laughs> we put it up like we do. We do add to, and I think that's a strength within itself. But um, I don't. I know this is a subject that many are not really comfortable with, and that's submission. But I think as a virtuous woman in a household and talking about marriage, uh, submission is, is necessary, right? But, it's, and, but I think it sometimes has a negative connotation, you know? Mm -hmm. Could you explain some things to the audience that would help them identify and help them become a virtuous woman and understanding being able to submit to your husband? So submission in itself, it means to, to turn into, right? I mean, we submit things. So when you turn something in, it means you turn in your thought of what it should be down. You just turn it in. You, you turn it in and you let it go. 
-hmm. and whatever happens with that that's it Mm -hmm. some of our ideas of who our husband should be subconsciously leak out and we start to speak negatively Mm -hmm. to their ideas when they're the head Mm -hmm. so if they're the head and we're supposed to help them how are we going to help them if we tear them down there is life and death in the power of our tongue so if we as women know we can also incubate and grow things we can also kill some stuff yes very kill some things if we're not careful if we're not careful so to submit for me i have always had the the way of asking questions of what is your goal what is your dream what is your intent of this item what is your purpose in this job because then i get to understand how to reform in my mind what he might need to get there and everything else that he's asking a date night whether it's sex whether it's going to do something spontaneous that is going to help our marriage become healthy as long as it's healthy and within my guideline and my boundary i'm okay with that because all of our needs have been met and so sometimes it's not well you just want me to do it no it's not it's not that it's me allowing him to have his playtime. And me to know that my dreams are going to be met because the goal is the same. Yes, yes. And it's hard for people to understand that part of a man. A man never changes his nature. He's never built to think like us with all the details. You ask us one question and you get a sentence or a paragraph back. You <laughs> right now, like somebody's asking me one question before and I went all in the weeds. Like, <laughs> You yeah. gotta be like, whoa! My detail is crazy. Like, <laughs> that's us. Ask them one question is one word. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, sure. <laughs> they don't have the detail for all of that that's going on in our head. We're like, okay, but what if this? What if that? They haven't even thought that far down the line yet. They have. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's so true. Like, especially in the dating and relationships, I can think back and like, that's just one answer. Yeah, that's it. That's I don't, all you, you probably really don't know. <laughs> they really don't know. Like they don't. <laughs> and I'm not trying to dismiss men, but men have a purpose and they have goals and visions. That's and right. we are the details to those things. Yeah. You know, so if we can't put the details together, they're not gonna do it. They're like, okay, I'm gonna cook, but you don't want to see the kitchen after, you know, because it's gonna be a mess. Yes. I'm glad you, you shed light on that. I know at one time I had difficulty in understanding submission and I was one of those. I'm not here to submit, but when I was under attending a church at the Life Christian Center, which I still attend, attend sometimes, the pastor went over something that just resonated so good. And it was the fact that um, he said, the problem with most of the time submitting is understanding who you're submitting to. I have to pause. All right. So when the pastor mentioned, you know, submitting to someone that is submitting to God and you trust their decision, it makes it a whole lot easier to submit to. And ever since then, I really hold a high value in dating and understanding a man's perspective of how he sees God relationship with him and is this someone that i can listen to from an authoritative standpoint and not be offended you know because i think it's strength in being able to submit yep. if i'm not mistaken the bible says wives 
submit yourself to your husband, of course. But I think that submitting is submitting in behavior too. Instead of trying to be combative, I think sometimes just leading your example wins someone over. And I, I don't know why I just connected that in a household, but it's, it's, I just don't feel like it's going to be a, a woman of virtue is going to do that. It's, <laughs> we probably show, we may say what we're doing, but our, our lives can be an example of that. Right? Yes, uh, all the way through. Yeah, yeah. So men can be won over. I think it's five. They can. Like, you know what, babe? I get it now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. So um, we definitely are interested in knowing more. Um, I'm, I'm ready to know, and I'm sure the audience wants to know what is the next big project for you? What do you see as the next goal? Where, where are you? Where is Gabriel Blom? Going. What's the next big thing? So, um, so I have a couple of projects in line. My my next book project is actually a book about my journey from um, my father being incarcerated. So um, he and I have come together and wrote a poetry book. While he's in prison, he and I have been sharing poems back and forth, and he's also done some um, voice work over the, the poem. So it's called A Father from a Distance and that should be coming out hopefully in December. Uh, we'll have it finally edited and ready to release to talk to um, you know women who have fathers incarcerated, especially in the African-American community. Mm -hmm. um, it's at an all-time high. I don't think many of us have ever had a solid foundation of what a family is to even understand submission. But I think having his relationship in my life has also helped strengthen me, which is a behind the scenes. People people don't see it, you know, and you know, and normally they're abandoned in prison. Um, so I chose to have a relationship with him for the past 36 years. Um, he's been in there my whole life, um, pretty much since I was born. And um, I wanna help other women in that situation who could be on the cusp of maybe having a decent life um, by just connecting with their real dads. So that's the purpose of that book. So that's what's happening with me. Um, all of my books will be available on gabrielleblum.org. Um, and you can find all of the books there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Gabe Speaks Up. Um, lots of funny stuff out there. A lot of family stuff. Um, I love being real. Um, so it's a lot of inspiration on just how to have a regular life. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love all of what you're doing. Um, I can't be more proud of you for, for y'all that don't know. I do know Ms. Gabriel. Yeah, you know, it's just such a joy to just know that um, like people are just doing amazing things. I, I just feel comfortable in just knowing people and, and bringing people on this platform that I already know. And they've gone and soared into greater heights. That's a beautiful thing and beautiful person, got an amazing story. And I'm just, congrats on everything. I can't say that enough. You are winning. <laughs> Thank you for being an inspiration. I definitely believe what you share today is gonna help empower women to be a virtuous woman because you definitely are yourself. Thank right. you. Thank you, Crystal. You're welcome, you're welcome. Um, for y'all that, didn't catch it earlier. Her website is, of course, it's www. 
<laughs> it's Gabriel, G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-B-L-O-H-M.org. Okay. And you can go there, check out her events, her about page, make sure you order the books. Or are you going to do a pre-order possibly with the one coming out in December? Yes, that one will be a pre-order. That's that's the big gift inside of me. So yes, that one will be a pre-order. Already, because I'm already inspired by just just knowing what's going on behind the scenes. You and your dad working together, which is just kind of just testimonial in itself. So um, we thank you for your time. If there's anything else you'd like, like the audience to know, um, feel free to share that information. All right. Well, thank you for having me again. And everybody be blessed and continue on your journey. You never know where it ends up. And I just thank God for this opportunity. So thank you again. All right. That has been a conclusion to Focus Spotlight, where I sure hope you got the inspiration to be empowered. If you haven't already, like, subscribe, share, comment, because I think this episode and you women out there, hopefully something has been said that is inspirational for you as well. And if you're not a virtuous woman, at least it can be on your to-do list. <laughs> at the top, though, at the top, like, to become that, it's, it's worth it, you know? So I hope you guys go forth into all that greatness today. And thank you guys for tuning in once again. Okay, now, bye-bye then. Bye.